74 ounces of lime juice in the Pretty beer. Pretty much, yeah, it has to be, 74 dude. ounces of lime juice. 12 beers down. <laughs> Let's go out to the town. Yeah. I'm not even drunk on my 12 beers on the I, wall. You know, I might start drinking these when we do shows because I just race through them. It's like a 12-pack of O'Doul's. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Straight mm, water. Non-alcoholic beer. I'm already starting a game plan for my wife's wine upstairs. <laughs> it's not great. Asshole Cord is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. Nowadays, the concept of someone becoming famous for being famous isn't all that strange. But back at the dawn of the 21st century, before Kim Kardashian had blown Ray J to fame and right as Paris Hilton was becoming a household name thanks to her inherited household name, a tiny Asian from Houston was clawing her way to the top of the pop culture heap by having borderline pornographic pictures of her disseminated across the internet. And it seemed really strange. Now, if you're between the ages of 25 and 50, odds are that you remember the rise of MySpace, arguably the OG social media platform. And if you do, you definitely remember the so-called queen of MySpace, Tila Tequila. For a few years, Tila Tequila was on top of the world, and then she wasn't. And maybe you're wondering, why the fuck are you doing a story about someone that hasn't been relevant for over a decade? And to that, I'll say, I don't know. It struck us as an interesting topic after a copious amount of beer, and we somehow pushed through it, and here we are. But after spending a good number of days pulling this thing together, I will say that it's a lot more interesting than I initially thought after sobering up. If you haven't been keeping up with the queen of MySpace, and honestly, why the fuck would you? I think you're about to be legitimately shocked with the way things have turned out. Because if you thought things turned out bad for MySpace, where do you find out how bad it turned out for its first celebrity sensation? So turn on that computer, pull out your HTML MySpace page builder guide, and get ready to add us to your top five friends list on this episode of Asshole Court. Guys, uh, let's get into Tila Tequila in MySpace. Who wants to go first on this thing? I'll go first on this one. All right. What you got, buddy? All right. So back before me and Mrs. Buddy had children, back in the day, we had a Is little- kids you need to tell us about? That's where I thought this story sounded like it was about to go. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Said I had kids with somebody else? No. But um, back before we had kids, we had a little bit more free time, and me and Mrs. Buddy uh, would watch a little bit of that trash smut TV that Randy enjoys so much. Absolutely. 
And we did watch a shot at love with Tila Tequila mm -hmm. and even watched, uh, I believe it was a double shot at love uh, when it came back for the second season. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was my introduction to her. I, I don't recall her from MySpace. I was kind of late to the MySpace game. But I remember her from the show, and I remember she was a hot little number on there. It was a hot little broad, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hot little number, over hot there. little number over there. Sweet piece of tail. <laughs> so, and then she kind of just, you know, after that, she dropped off of, you know, my radar. And then, um, I don't know, a couple years after that, you know, somebody was like, "Oh man, did you hear that Tequila Tequila did some porn?" And I was like, oh, that's such a sad story. Is it? Yeah. As I'm typing into yeah, my computer, yeah, yeah. Board, like Tila Tequila, new uh, video. Where would you find that? Just in case I wanted to look it up. And we, uh, we ribbed Mikey a little bit during this whole process. We're like, dude, what kind of research are you going to need to do for the show? Is it, uh, you know, <laughs> full research? Yeah. Or uh, how just long are you going to spend on this one? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've all seen that one. So, uh, so I'd watch it again <laughs> just to make sure that it was actually her. That's right. Verification. You yeah. know, so that's basically my extent of knowing what she's doing. Okay. And uh, I'm interested to see what we uncover here in the courtroom today. All right. So um, right off the rip, I'm going to give Tila Tequila a 4.5. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's that much of a bitch, but I think that like in the club after a couple of drinks, maybe she could get a little catty. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm interested to see what we uncover here today. So off the rip, 4.5. Okay. Right. So uh, Randy, what you got? All right. So like you, buddy, I was, I didn't even have a MySpace page. I, it, at first I was like, eh, not my thing, not my thing. And I was like, ah, whatever. I had computer and internet like 84. You, you know were I mean? one of the first people that I knew that had a computer back yeah. in the day. My dad was a total kind of computer dork and he would, he was the guy that would order the parts and build it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was very lucky in, in that way, but uh, I didn't know who this chick was until all of a sudden, like buddy said, I like shitty TV shows mm -hmm. and shot at love came on and I'm yeah. like, boy, <laughs> that, you know, here's my entertainment my for the next pleasure. six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. You guys never told me you guys watch that shit, but I'm not surprised now. It's, now it's, now it's now not now. one that I DVR, right? It's yeah. not like that great. It would be like, oh, cool. Shot, shot at love's on. So, uh, that I found out about her. And then again, she just kind of 15 minutes, you know, 15 minutes fame. It's obviously a little longer than that, but kind of made it to the limelight and then faded away. Then all of a sudden next, next thing you know, she's got porn. Yeah. Like, wow, this took a turn. Yeah. Well, not really though, because like you, you said, you're, you're, not, yeah, yeah. you're not super surprised, but yeah, you, you know. figure she'd be dancing or something like that, but whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, before we even get any of this, like pre show, pure pre show score, I would do same as you, but I'm at a four point five on Tila Tequila. Great. Okay. I'm gonna make it real easy too. I'm gonna go four point five because uh, you know, she was enough to pick this as a topic, so she's uh more of an asshole than the average person, just by virtue of us assuming that. Uh, so that's a pretty you know. good assumption, right? Yeah, and I do remember the MySpace thing or whatever, and we'll get into that a lot here on the show. Uh, so I'll just leave it real quick and sweet. Four point five. All right. Well, that makes it really easy. With a four point five from Mikey, a four point five from Randy, and a four point five from Buddy, Tila Tequila's pre-show asshole score. Is 4.9. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where's Takashi? <laughs> nice. All right. You guys ready to download this shit or whatever the joke is for computers? Let's <laughs> shake it off. <laughs> Tila Tequila is born in Singapore on October 24th, 1981. 
making her roughly our age. I yeah. said, whoa, yeah. all right. Wow, I thought she was a lot younger than us. Right, exactly. I was like, it's, no. it's just kind of weird because for some reason, I always assumed that she was younger than me, but she's actually just a little bit older. She would have been the grade younger than us mm-hmm. in school. Yeah. yeah, so like we could have been hanging out with her back in high yeah. school. She's a Theoretically. Mikey so, would have definitely tried to sleep with her. <laughs> I mean. It's true. <laughs> like. Just uh, me? But, no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> like, you would have ag- aggressively pursued. Oh yeah. my God! <laughs> we would have liked to. Mikey probably would have been the one that That's did. Right. That's thank you, thank you, buddy. Uh, you got Randy making me sound like a rapist, and then Buddy <laughs> making me sound like it. You know, had a shot of love for real. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyways, her real name is not Tila Tequila. No, it's actually huh. Sherry Schnapps. Uh, <laughs> no, what about Starless Steel Reserve <laughs> or Frida Four Loco? Oh, nice. yeah. All right. Christina Crown Royal. That's like, it. Yeah. All right. I'm just kidding. I can't help myself. Barbara Bud Light Lime. There you go. We can She's do got this. a hyphenated last name. That's it, so she's automatically a bitch. Isn't that the general rule if your last name's hyphenated? Is the Bud Light Lime. Her husband is Lime. And she's just like, you can't let that name go, can you, bitch? Oh, man. Obviously, I'm kidding. Like, her real name, though, is actually borderline unpronounceable to me, but I'll give it a shot. And I am super sorry to all my Vietnamese peeps for this butchering. But it's, I think, Win the Tien Ton. Ah, oh. oh, Win the Tien Ton. Of yeah. course. When, everybody wants to go with a Wendy, Wendy Teton, Win. right? Win. Well, it's funny because, <laughs> uh, like, the, the last name Win is like Smith for the Vietnamese. That's right. And that's like her first name. Yep. Yeah, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. In Guyan, Thai, Thien, Thon Thun <laughs> is what it looks like or whatever. Uh, you know. So give it one more whirl. One more time. What is it? Win T Tien Ton. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So surname would be Ton? I don't know. Okay. I don't know how right. that works. I should. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? My wife is South Asian or Southeast Asian. And she would probably kick the shit out of me for her. At least her fucking parents would for butchering this Vietnamese name. So I'm sorry. Anyways, shitty pronunciation aside, there's a lot going on here, right? She's Vietnamese, but born in Singapore and famous in the U.S. And that story really kind of starts off after the Second World War. Bear with me here for a second. Uh, This is sounding kind of Forrest Gumpish a little bit. See, the Vietnamese were pretty pissed off after World War II uh, and the expulsion of the occupying Japanese that they weren't granted their independence. See, they had been colonized by the French back in 1877, and considering that the French government had gotten its shit kicked in by the Nazis in 1940 and folded as a nation, the Vietnamese people figured that the French pretty much had to give up their claims on any colonies. But alas, the Brits and the Americans were like, "Mm, nah, we're going to do a whole reset. France gets all their shit back, including you, Vietnam. Boo. Ten years later, and a large faction of the Vietnamese were like, nah, fuck this, and they kicked the shit out of the French again. And then the U.S. got involved in what had evolved into a civil war, essentially. And, well, let's just say that it wasn't great. And it wasn't great for a lot of Vietnamese people either. And this included Tila Tequila's family, who, as refugees, were forced to escape their country in a rickety boat and settled in Singapore. This was an incredibly risky undertaking. Roughly 800,000 Vietnamese people made the attempt to leave the country by boat. 
And estimates are that anywhere from 200 to 400,000 of them died in the effort. That's a Jeez, coin flip, man. That's it like really a quarter is. to half of so them. So put that in perspective of how bad it is in the country you live in. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to flip a coin, heads or tails, whether you die and yep. do this. Yeah. That's, and and that's a scary fucking ride. Like, you know what I mean? Like on a rickety boat. Oh, yeah. Just heading out into sea. Like, yeah. it's, it's fingers crossed. It's not great. The, you know, like I said, I mean, my wife comes from a line of people that escaped not Vietnam, but other surrounding countries. Uh, and it was real. You had to get the fuck out of there, man. Yeah. And sometimes you just do what you got to do. So. Yeah. Fight or flight, you know. Uh, so there, yeah, there's two valid takeaways here, I think. First. If you want to lay blame on anyone for the rise of Tila Tequila in the first decade of the 21st century, well, it wouldn't actually be unreasonable to include Harry Truman, Winston Churchill, and Charles de Gaulle. Eh, the butterfly effect. You it's know. true, yeah. I was yeah. about to say that's an odd connection, but... Yeah. yeah. And the second assumption here, or the second thing I take away, is that anytime you hear some dipshits in the U.S. talking excitedly about a second civil war... Well, you can safely assume that they will eventually be some of the people in rickety boats trying to get the fuck to Mexico or Canada when the Civil War makes life unbearable, which it always does. Bunch of fucking idiot ass nerds out there fucking don't want a Civil War, you dipshits. Anyways, Tila's family eventually makes its way from Singapore to Houston, Texas, which would be uh, some pretty heavy culture shock, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine as well. And what is this like back in the 80s? Or, yeah, I, like seventies. I, I imagine. I don't know exactly. I mean, she was well, born. She was born in, in eighty one, so, so they probably the got there first. Wow. So yeah. late Well, 70s. she was born in si- Singapore, and then right. Well, yeah. They, yeah. Well, yes. Now, exactly right. I'm saying I didn't know when they were escaping to Singapore, but yes, they came to Houston. To yeah. Houston, early eighties. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A little bit of a culture shock there. Yes, uh, but actually, that might have been fairly diminished thanks to them taking up residence in a gated Buddhist temple community. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. A little like kind of like isolated a little bit. Yeah, it's like when we go to Jamaica and hide out in sandals, sandals resorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like flip the script there. And you pass everything on like the way there. You're like, oh wow. Yeah. That's really rough. Yeah, I think didn't you say there were you guys were heading to sandals? You're like, we saw a dead guy in the street. <laughs> no, we didn't see a dead guy, okay. but I mean there was a couple times that like you're passing other cars on these like mountain roads mm-hmm. that are, I mean, like literally big enough for like my Nissan Sentra. Yeah, uh, from back, you know, yeah. my 1984 Need Rough Rider. Yeah, Rough exactly. Rider. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, eventually they exited and entered the regular workaday world of coastal Texas. And by all accounts, Tila's years in Houston were, well, they were kind of fucking rough, dude. Here's a breakdown in her own admittedly excruciating words. Now, this is a uh, MySpace post that she put up at one point. So every uh, two is actually the number two, oh, and every four is actually the number four. four. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get it. Every you is just you. Yeah, yeah correct. And y is yes, y. y. Yeah. And yeah, and please is PLS. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you get it. Get so, off my lawn. <laughs> Quote. My family immigrated from Vietnam, of course. We lived in the projects. We only had one bedroom and one bed. My entire family had to all sleep in the same bed together because we were so poor. Because is C-U-Z. People thought because I was little that I couldn't fight back. They were wrong. For real, I'm a ninja. I'm serious. That's why they sent me away to juvenile boarding school. Because some dude tried to fight me and I beat him up. I got sent six months to juvie. She came at me like a spider monkey. Spider monkey. (laughs) But once I got sent to juvie, it was scary. Everyone was segregated, and I had to find a new gang to chill with. Two back and 
white shit. This is tough to read. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. Everyone was segregated and I had to find a new gang to chill with to back me up in there. And so I rolled with the Mexicans. They took me in as one of their own and protected me from the other gangs in Juvie. It was crazy. Now, that's how I got the name Tila Tequila. My Mexican family, gangsters, gave me that name after I couldn't drink with them. LMAO. Laugh my ass off, right? His name was Carlos Aguilero. He was one of the ones who named me Tila Tequila, and I will never forget it. Man, I grew up in the craziest hood. Drive-bys, friends in jail are dead, gang fights, everything. When I was 16, my friend was pregnant, and she was 17, and she got shot and killed in a drive-by. I was in the car next to her. Another time when I was 15, we went out and a gang member put a gun to my head. I will never forget that ever. Wow. Yeah. Some more highlights. Another friend of mine got murdered and they wrapped him up in duct tape so it was fucked up and his father had to go to the morgue and since he was dead, they peeled the duct tape off of him and it was all decayed. God damn, that's dark. Buddy and I just looked at each other like, jeez. This is a barrel of laughs, right? (laughs) Then when I was 17, I got pregnant and my boyfriend at the time hit me in the stomach with a hammer and I got a miscarriage. And then she goes on about said boyfriend. Oh yeah, so I tried to leave him for a whole year, but every time I did, he would put a gun in his mouth and cocked it in front of me so that I wouldn't leave him. It was all really fucked up. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, like... It's not Jeez. great. Man, that's some, some pretty deep, serious shit, though. Dear that's, that's, diary. Yeah, like yeah. that, and that, that's the beginning. You know, uh, that of people just putting their lives online. Yeah, but geez, because yeah. if I read that and I was like, "Oh wow, huh? This is interesting. Wow, what a touching moment!" And you click on her picture, and you're like, "I'm following this story." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wonder what the comment section looked like. After I read all them. these. I read them. A nice. lot of it right. was like, "Yes, Queen." It wasn't really that. It was. It was like the equivalent of uh, this of in 2003, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, "I'm so happy that you uh, told us this story. It's so cool. Your life is so inspiring." Okay, so the takeaways from reading this, these posts from Tila Tequila is, first of all, I was like, well, if all of this is true, and I think it mostly is, if not a little bit exaggerated, because everybody exaggerates to some extent. Yeah, especially as you're younger. Yeah, well, the that means that Tila Tequila's formative years were pretty fucked up, dude. Sounds like she was in juvie for a while, obviously. Yeah. And the second takeaway is that Tila Tequila is definitely not a genius. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody ever really thought she was a genius. She got, she got famous. I guess she was marketable. There's a big difference between being marketable and being smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you look at Flavor Flav, for instance, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Example, like, yeah. especially from that time, too. Well, you're exactly right, because as it turns out, she doesn't have to be a genius. Because although she isn't going to beat Ken Jennings on a Jeopardy Tournament of Champions, she is attractive enough that Ken Jennings would probably want to fuck her. And that's saying a lot, because Ken Jennings is a legend amongst men. Ken's packing the heat, bro. Huge donger, and you know it. Packing the brains and the dong. Yeah, I no, I, I would go against this. You think? Do you think? You think Ken Jennings doesn't have a monster dong? No, I disagree. He probably has big balls. <laughs> Elephantitis. He's just smart. That guy's unbelievably smart. But yeah. Yeah. sorry, he's. Uh, I mean, he's a nerd. He's got a giant dong. I mean, it's all true. It's like a his tennis ball is, can. His nickname is Tripod. That's nice. it. Uh, yeah, Tila and her exotic looks get her noticed by a Playboy scout at a mall in Houston around 2001. 
Tila worked at the food court, maybe, and it was probably at the Great American Cookie Company when Playboy Scout guy was all, I'll take a double doozy, and by that I mean my company will pay you to take pictures of your titties, both of them. Mikey loves Great American Cookie Company, by the way. I yes, do. he does, yeah. and that double doozy, man. Yeah, I mean, I do. this is the only reason I go to the mall anytime now. <laughs> my wife's like, let's get our rings fit, and I'm like... I'm getting a double doozy. We man. talked about this. Yeah. I, I was listening did. to an episode the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Mikey's it. mall stories. Tila agreed because even though the cookie game is real at the Great American Cookie Company, or GAC, as I like to call it, G A C C boy, <laughs> for life, the money probably is better at Playboy. <laughs> the money is probably better at Playboy <laughs> yeah, than at Great American Cookie Company. <laughs> <laughs> Hands up. Give me all your money. Well, enough money for a cheeseburger from the value menu, at least. We are now live on Patreon. Find us there at AHC Podcast to get all the latest episodes of Conspiracy Court, ad-free shows, shout-outs, stickers, and a whole lot more. It would be a crime if you didn't. Big thanks to all of our fans, and we appreciate all of your support. Now, let's dive back into the action. So, she does a test shoot, and it goes pretty well. She decides that the naked photo game ain't really happening in Houston, so she decides that it's time to head to L.A. where the nude-for-pay game is top-notch. But she's conflicted. As she put it in her epic blog post, quote, So when I decided enough was enough and I moved to Cali and left him behind, I was torn. It was the hardest moment of my life, but I knew I had to get away. I had no choice. Her boyfriend who I want to remind everyone real quick, hit her in the stomach with a hammer to kill her baby. Well, he was heartbroken, and so was she. As she put it, quote, I used to tell him all the time, we are thug love, baby. It was exactly what it was, us against the world, thug love, deep, crazy, emotional. The day I left, he cried. He cried so hard and said, you are my life. You can't leave us. And tried so hard not to cry, but I knew I had to go. I wanted to hold him and say, baby, I love you so much. Please don't cry. I'm going to stay with you forever. But in reality, I knew I had to go. So I pretended to act like a bitch to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, this feels oh, like man. a scene out of Gone with the Wind yeah. right there, you know? But honestly, God, think about all the psychological like paths you could take to hash out and decipher this whole conversation. When you talk about like, uh, mental, you know, abuse or oh, verbal abuse, you know. To well, and then you're already mixing it with the, the thick stew of teenage hormones of a girl that's just like thug love, baby. It's just us against the world. They ride or die. Yeah, there's nothing grosser than a couple like that. You're like, dude, I'm just trying to hang out at the party, and I'm not against you guys. I'm just here trying to drink your beer out of the refrigerator. If you could please not attack me and then talk about how it's us against you guys. She's sitting there listening to uh, Jay Z's Bonnie and Clyde, like. Yeah. It's just me. I'm Bonnie. Yeah, it's a it's a horrible like view of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's like I said, there's a lot to to uncover there from there a is. psychological standpoint. But Ton to unpack, yeah, for sure. On April twenty second, two thousand two, Tila Tequila becomes the Playboy Cyber Girl of the Week. No, she wasn't made into a robot. She was the premier naked chick on the Playboy's website, which is a big deal at the time. I like to imagine her boyfriend back in Houston showing his buddies her pictures on the Playboy website and being all, yeah, I hit that. One time with a hammer, bro. Uh, damn. Oh, yeah. damn. Shortly oh, thereafter. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. It's what happened. Oh. I don't know if he said that. Oh. But it or it, I guess oh. we're believing her, you know. 
Yeah. Don't have any reason not to yet. Yeah, she hasn't given us any reason not to believe her yet. Yeah, it's a pretty wild story. Shortly thereafter, she becomes the first Asian cyber girl of the month. But Tila was a busy bee in L.A. She wasn't just busy taking titty pics. She was a creative. She loved poetry and music, so she started a band, a band called Beyond Betty Jean. Now, I, of course, had to look up some of the music. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah. And there's really only one video on YouTube of Beyond Betty Jean when they were playing a show at the Stork Club. And surprise, surprise, it sucks. Yeah, I was about to say, that does not surprise me. All right, I'm not going to go down this path too hard. Is she playing guitar? No, 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 she just sings. Oh, man. She sings. You're, she you're thinking really... like Tia Carrera. Kinda. Like, uh, yeah, that yeah. was Wayne's yeah. World. Well, I was thinking Tia Carrera's like, stepsister no it's i mean basically it sounds like a really really shitty rip off of the yeah yeah yes and i say that as a legitimate fan of the yeah 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 yeah. uh it was really she was trying to go for that carano like yeah punk rock shit you know but Uh, like not a lot of chicks can pull off the front man for a, a like a rock band uh tila tequila is one of those people that cannot yeah i would imagine them opening up for hole Back in Alaska, back in the mm. in the nineties. Yeah, there you go. That's and, kind of the, uh, one of the, another vision I have was Courtney Love. Yeah, you know? dude. If it wasn't for the fact at this point that she was relatively sort of internet famous, were the bandmates male or female? They were all male. Okay, they were all okay. male, and like honestly, the bass player sort of looked like you, Randy. Like he was bouncing <laughs> around with the bass. But he's a pretty cool guy. Well, yeah, seems totally. like a cool guy. Yeah, uh, he, he wasn't pursuing her aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it didn't last long, but that's okay because Tila's real talent was being attractive and naked. And that attractiveness and probably the nakedness, the like nakedity. Nakedity. Is that a yeah, word? Sure. Yeah, naked word? kiddity. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. No, no, not naked kitty, Randy. No. Naked kiddity. Nakedity. Nakedity. Yes. Or oh, I went nakedity. No, no, no. It's nakedity. It's not even a real word. I just, I think it's. <laughs> or making your own Latin words here. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but, it, you know, it helped her place her tiny foot into the next foothold of fame. Because in 2003, she scores a spot on the VH1 reality show Surviving Ted Nugent. And in this show, <laughs> in this show, underage girls must escape the Michigan ranch of Ted Nugent as he tries desperately to sexually assault them. At least that's what I imagine the show is about because I didn't bother looking it up. <laughs> While chasing them with weapons? I mean, yeah. like paintballs or something. Yeah. <laughs> Get naked, bitch. I'm oh, like a compound with yeah. all these like different trailers on yeah. it. I imagine like American Gladiators type stuff. Yeah. yeah. He has them all chained up, shooting tennis balls at him, and then pulls his <laughs> guitar out and just shreds that shit. But let's be honest, there was a massive mound of shitty reality TV at this time. So, you know, surviving Nugent, boning Brett Michaels, Flavor Flay's fuck fest. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't have a clue what the show is about. At all. Me and Randy watched a bunch of that. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, Clue was in. Did you guys, I don't know. Tell me about these shows, guys. What the fuck? Were, what, what is it? Well, now, don't. Uh, we're going to get into Shot of Love, but did you guys watch uh, Flava Flav's Fuck Fest? Uh, <laughs> no. I didn't get into that one. I didn't get into. I might have watched an episode or two of that. Mm. He's hard to. It's very small doses. I have to take that. Yeah. Boy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, anyways, whatever. It does give young Tila a national platform, though, right? Absolutely. And she uses her newfound reality TV fame to land magazine covers. No, not Playboy or Penthouse or Hustler or Club (laughs) or Nugget or Gallery or Swank or 
I don't know. I've run <laughs> names. Do you guys remember? Uh, I was about to say, do you guys remember any of the other skin mag names from back in the day? Cherry. Oh, Cherry. yeah. Cherry. Good one. Yeah. I just got a little nostalgia, like, listing them out. <laughs> do you guys remember the uh, dirty magazines that we found of my dad's? Do you remember what brand they were? <laughs> no. What were they? Pit I don't house? remember it. They're galleries. Galleries. Yeah, Gallery yeah. was. I did list, I list gallery in here yeah, right, right before Swank. Nice. Yeah. Yep. No, do you guys. I mean, they were pretty, they were hardcore. It was hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, there's true. a difference between Playboy. Oh, totally. And, and oh, yeah, yeah. It's almost Hustler. like a there's naked a, woman standing there. A naked woman laying in bed. Well, why is she peeing on that guy? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, gallery was like naked woman on her back with her legs behind her head. Just yeah. like, oh, wow. Close up. So like, have I ever told you guys a story about my cousin in Chicago that had the... Uh, gallery poster in his room and we spent the night in his room as a family <laughs> when I was growing up. Hold up. You just buried the lead. As a family? Alright. So my, my uh I think it was it might have either just been me or me and my sister. We were staying at my aunt's house. She lived right outside Chicago and uh buddy's dying over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um we get to the house and my cousin who man when you are young and you look up to like a cousin or a family member like that, this was my cousin. Did this guy, man, I remember he got arrested for stealing Nintendos. Yep. Uh, they that stole one. one. They got caught with one Nintendo. Hold on. No, you're, let's get back to the yeah, let's focus here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All right. And, and this bad. dude is like your Ted. whole family, your mom, your sister, your dad, and you are all in there. And there's a gallery centerfold <laughs> spread out on the wall. And basically in the room of Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> yeah. Like back in and the I night. just yeah. imagine your mom being like, well, don't look at that picture, Randy. <laughs> I guess I think it was just me and me or my sister. I was young. I was probably nine or ten. <laughs> yeah. But when you closed the door in the bedroom, there it was. Bam. Gallery. Okay. It's a gallery life size pullout poster. I'll never life forget size. it. I'll never forget it. It was like four or five feet high. Oh, wow. Massive. Yeah. And this chick was on her back with her legs behind her head. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. This is in his room. And I'm in uh, here with my sister. Yeah. yeah. No, it is nice, honestly, to take a trip back uh, down memory lane uh, when all the porn was on glossy paper and probably left in the woods after a shameful jack sesh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, the magazines that Tila finds herself on the cover uh, are not porno ones. They're actually custom auto mags like Import Tuner. And she was featured at a car show like Hot Import Nights, which honestly sounds like a dirtier porn mag than Gallery or Nugget. Just saying. These magazine covers and VH1 reality shows help build her profile for sure. But at the same time, a whole new beast is being spawned online. Social media. And the first social media site that broke out, and by that I mean it was the first one that I heard of, was MySpace. Yeah, that was the OG right there. No yeah. doubt. I, I never got it. I never got a MySpace page. I saw their people's MySpace page. It didn't really appeal to me then. I don't know. There's something about it just kind of... Eh, I'm not a huge social media guy. I got all the pages. I see the stuff. I you know, um, like to follow people's lives on some of these platforms. You know, cool. But um, yeah, MySpace wasn't a thing yet. I don't know. Now, MySpace is often, like, most often mentioned as some kind of punchline or shocking business fall from Grace story. But back in the early years of the 21st century, that motherfucker was for real. Oh, 100%. And seemingly overnight, Tila Tequila became the most famous user. 
the queen of MySpace, if you will, the first ambassador for the power of social media to pull someone from relative obscurity and make them a legitimate household name. And we were talking about like, I don't know. I mean, I remember MySpace because it. Was, I actually had a MySpace page and I that was the, my end of the social media thing. And, and <laughs> Mikey started and ended right there really? at MySpace. Yeah, well, at the time I was living in, in, in Hawaii and I remember uh, I was working at a car dealership and the, the secretary up there was looking at it and she was like, I'm on MySpace. I'm on, and I was like, well, what is what the fuck is MySpace? And she's like, oh, it's just a thing where you can put your pictures up and then you just everybody sees what you're doing. And so like me being like across the world, it was cool for me to kind of like plug back in and see where everybody from like school was at. And so I spent well, about we four months. We wrote each other letters like old men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You got to kind of take like the context of it is that, you know, back in back in our days back then in the early 2000s social media didn't exist in that sense so no. like once we left high school we didn't know what happened to any of our friends mm -hmm. at that point that except for our core that you keep up Correct. with yeah you know yeah. you don't know what's going on with everybody else so yeah. you and know it was like true. it was a it was really kind of a, a cool thing at that time because then yeah you could be like oh hey there's so and so you immediately reconnect and you're like hey where are you at and sliding them dms yeah, yeah. Well, i don't think they had dms at the time oh, they would huh. they, they would i remember one uh one girl that went to school with us like messaged me one day and she was like tell me a funny joke and i was like unfollow <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a real deal, and then that's when I first like saw Tila Tequila because one of the like lot techs was a dude. He's like, "Go check this chick out, bro," <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, you know, she's, she's attractive, right. she's yeah. attractive, you know, whatever." Um, Her grammar is horrible. Yeah, well, everybody's was because you like click on their page and immediately some fucking song blows your speakers out, and then there's like sparkly, shitty HTML like coding on there. And a lot of people got into like coding from uh, MySpace. From Tom. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Good guy, buddy. Tom. Yeah. He was yeah. teaching us how to code while Mark is just shoving it down our face. Hey, well, it's meta now. Yeah, meta now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, like I said, Tila Tequila became a like, legitimate celebrity off the back of MySpace. There's no denying that. And she takes that fame and she spins it into reality television gold with the blockbuster A Shot of Love oh, with yeah. Tila Tequila. And... Isn't that just such a clever name? Oh, yeah. A shot of love. A shot of love. With Tila Tequila. Was it a shot at love? I think it was shot. Uh, a shot at love. A shot so at love. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Either no, no, I'm just saying, yeah, that it was shot at love. So I think you're with right. the name, it was. Yeah, so the show was basically like a paint-by-numbers, battle royale-style dating show with Tila as the prize. The catch was, get this, Tila was in the dudes and chicks. So anyone could win that sweet, sweet shot of love. It's Think of it like mashing The Bachelor and The Bachelorette together in some kind of softcore orgy and then making it shittier. Somehow, I wasn't sure that you could actually make those shows shittier, but Shot of Love proved that it's possible. Probably something to do with the sheer skank factor of it all. It was okay back in the day. Yeah. You go back, it didn't age well, as I don't no. think any reality TV ages well. No. But it was but, one of those where that was the twist. It was it was guys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. Going and that was the thing. Like back then with reality TV, they were constantly trying to throw the new thing at you. And yeah. I mean, they were throwing everything at the wall, you know, or everything at the dartboard. Isn't it just so dude of me that I thought, like, ah, she definitely likes the dudes better. <laughs> you know, like, they would go on dates. You're, you're, that guy, you're the guy at the, at the fucking lesbian bar. You're like, you know, you want some dick now. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. No, you ain't been, you I'm, ain't been fucked right. I'm turning one of them tonight. <laughs> I just remember watching it, being like, she seems like she would be into the dudes more. 
I have zero problems. You guys know this. Zero problems. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Of but you seem like, like the... Well, it's like on a spectrum, too. I don't want to say it's like a, it wasn't a marketing ploy, but... It totally was a marketing ploy. This is MTV at the time. I don't doubt her bisexuality, but yeah, it was... Yeah, no. no well, every, like I said, it's it's a spectrum. So yeah. uh, if, if someone is like bisexual, you know, like I think if somebody's kind of gay. Well, yeah, well, I guess. I mean, honestly, that's what it is, right? So they're like, all right. I mean, like for me, I'm I'm heterosexual, but I'll suck Elon Musk's dick <laughs> for money. We did correction. This. You said you would suck anyone's dick <laughs> oh, for true. one million dollars. That is true. <laughs> Any listeners, fans, offer still stands on the table. Yeah, drop a million bucks, see what happens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers do the same shit. <laughs> If any of you have three million dollars out there, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> why you guys are getting me wrapped up in this real quick? A million bucks? Come on, you, we've talked about this. It's for real. You were gonna eat butthole for like two thousand bucks. You eat Mama Jude's butthole, and now you're like, now you're like, like balking at the idea of a million dollars to suck a dog. Give me a break. You know you're doing it. Ah, touche, my friend. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to this here. Tila Tequila. Um, yeah, so anyway, so <laughs> Shot of Love comes out. And uh, at this time, Tila Tequila also decides that it's time to call out the conservative Christians who, <laughs> big surprise, complained about the show. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah, in an article for the Christian Post that same year. And I like to think of Tila Tequila going to her mailbox to get her Playboy, her import tuner, and Christian <laughs> Post mags. She's like all excited, flipping through the pages of a Christian Post and sees the complaint about Shot at Love and is all like, now hold the doggone phone here. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so she basically criticized the church for bashing the gay community, which is like... Duh, that was like what okay. You, so like the Catholics like are really against yeah, the gay community. Exactly. Um, like what were you expecting? That's kind of their shtick. <laughs> they don't like gays, except the priests. Uh, well, oh. yeah, it's true though. <laughs> well, they just hide it. Yeah. Anyway, after the letter, there's a meeting at the Southern Baptist Coalition, and they all agree that Tila Tequila has uh, somehow changed their mind on the whole gays are an abomination to God thing. Yeah, it's obviously didn't happen because, again, uh, they're not going to do that shit. Anyways, besides all the inconsequential stuff, Tila Tequila is a fucking pop juggernaut at this time, right? She's a star that is burning so bright that people can't help but notice her. A major motion picture is surely in the works. Ooh. But sadly, no. Yeah. I was about to say, sounds horrible. Yeah. Shot of Love would prove to be the high watermark for Miss Tequila, and the superstardom train starts to come off the tracks. Yep, because I mean, like I remember, like Randy said in the intro, like seemed like there was fifteen minutes, and then I mean, it just kind of fell flat. It was like two seasons, and then done, done. You know, yeah, yeah. But she got, you know, she. I I hope she would have had the wherewithal to hire somebody to help her make more off of her image. You know, I we're hope. talking about somebody that can't spell the word please, PLS. She probably can. C U Z. Yeah. What was great was I was reading the whole thing, and she was talking about I want to put my words out in my own words. I don't want a ghostwriter. I was like, bitch, you need one. Yeah, <laughs> Please you need get one. one. Yeah. I was like, it's like, this is, and this is a fascinating story. And I'm really having a hard time reading this shit <laughs> because it sounds like, you know, a fucking child is texting me. <laughs> Actually, it's not true. Kids nowadays text almost in like, like pretty good grammar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was early text speak. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyways, first of all, there was like the conclusion of the first season. Uh, and that was when uh, she was linked to the winner of the season, a guy named Bobby Banhart. But that didn't last long, apparently. 
Uh, and Tila posted that they broke up in early 2008. Oh. Yeah. Before Bobby Banhart, he stated that it was all a farce, that they never went on a date at all, and that she, quote, never called him after the last show, and no one would give him her number. What? <laughs> yeah. huh. No. He's like, I fucking won the game. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like, we're going to go fuck in the hotel, right? Yeah. That's what we do now, right? <laughs> it was the equivalent of <laughs> Alex Trebek being like, here's a check. Now I'm fucking with you, man. <laughs> Tear it up for your face. He's like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm about to get this shit. Oh, well, Tila, uh, Tequila later came out as a lesbian uh, rather than a bisexual at that point, and she stated that she wanted to pick the show's runner, a girl named Danny Campbell, but that the producers made her pick Banhart. Wait, you're telling me that reality TV is not actually reality? It's staged, huh? And someone should sue them for false advertising. <laughs> And then they can post on my Facebook how Facebook can't use their pictures <laughs> without their consent. Uh, and then uh, in the second season of Shot at Love, uh, as it grinds to its finale in 2008, and at this point it's wearing its welcome pretty thin, the winning contestant, Christy Morgan, well, she declines her shot at love, <laughs> stating that she wasn't, you know, gay. Uh, <laughs> feels like she probably could have read the show synopsis before applying, you know, but it doesn't matter because luckily for Christy Morgan, she turns her show appearance into a very respectable career and wins an Academy Award. Oh, oh wow. Totally kidding. Uh, like, her celebrity status <laughs> raced to zero right after the show, and she is now probably working as an assistant manager at a Buffalo Wild Wings. I wish. We've been there a few times in the past couple of months. They've been out of wings and not enough servers to... Yeah, yeah. Well, Christy Morgan didn't realize that she was working for a wing shop, just like she didn't realize she was showing up for a gay hookup show. Uh, in September. Wait a minute. This is in a sandals resort? What? Jeez. She's like, I work 80 hours a week and I don't even know what I do. In September of the following year, this is 2009, Tila Tequila is dating NFL linebacker Sean Merriman. She claims that Merriman basically choked the shit out of her. She files charges, but the San Diego DA decides not to pursue the case after reviewing it. So, I mean, who knows what really happened there? No telling. The whole thing quickly devolves into a lawsuit and counter-lawsuit fiasco and is eventually dropped by both parties. I'm not sure how much they both spent on the attorneys, but I can't imagine that it was cheap. I know yeah, Sean no. Merriman was in trouble a couple of times, I believe. He's yeah. a great Same player. Thing. Oh, He was a, a, a phenomenal football player, but you don't want your name outside of football. Right? It happens a lot, though. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. What was that, Ray Rice? Never forget that Ooh. knockout punch of the century, dude. Doesn't play God. football anymore. And then, like, drug her out. Shortly after the alleged choking by Merriman, Tila enters into a very serious relationship with Casey Johnson, who is the daughter of some real rich dude. I don't know who the guy is. but oh, okay. I don't know who Casey Johnson is. Yeah, she was like some heiress or something like that. Yeah, yeah. if you had said, Casey, case him. Now I would know, but Casey Kasem. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> they get engaged and everything, and it's a big deal to Tila Tequila. But unfortunately for her, well, and for Casey Johnson, Casey passes away unexpectedly from diabetes complications, Damn. which is pretty fucked up. Ouch. Yeah, apparently she wasn't taking her um, insulin. Diabetes. Yeah, medicine. I was like, I was like, diabetes juice. <laughs> I should know better than this. I mean, diabetes runs in my family. I probably have it now. I don't know. Diabetes juice is what it is. No, it's insulin. It's insulin. Yeah. But to make matters worse, Tila decides that it's a good time at this point to try to revive her music career and perform at the Gathering of the Juggalos Festival. Oh, is that like the Insane Clown Posse That's correct. type stuff? Trouble is, the Juggalos, a.k.a. rabid fans of Insane Clown Posse, 
Well, they're not exactly huge fans of Tila, and they definitely aren't fans of her music. So it isn't long before Tila is forced off the stage after enduring a barrage of trash and bottles thrown <laughs> oh, at her. No. Oh, man, Hurl. I can only imagine. The hurled bottles, as glass bottles often do, created pretty severe lacerations to Tila. Another performer at the event said, quote, she's pretty cut up. This performer also refused to be listed by name in an article I found, quote, so that he does not anger the juggalos. (laughs) I saw her there, but I'm not saying who I am. Yeah, pretty solid fan base there. The other performers are afraid. They're like, yeah, dude, they stabbed her with a knife and shit. But hey, you know, it's just that's what I heard. Hey, that's what I heard. I wasn't there. It's a cultural thing. Do you have a show subject that you think would be a great fit for Asshole Court? Hit us up on any of our social media pages and let us know. As you know, we're full of good ideas, and some say full of other stuff. But we'd love to hear your ideas as well. Give us a shout, and maybe your subject will wind up in our courtroom. We'll definitely give you a shout out. Now, let's dive back into the courtroom. Man, so 2010 was especially cruel to little Tila, and she appears to have handled it pretty poorly by sliding into drugs and alcohol to cope. Uh, And it all comes to a head in March of 2012 when Tila checks into rehab following a suicide attempt in which she tried to overdose on pills. Ouch. According to the sources at the time, the incident resulted in a brain aneurysm that hospitalized her. Holy shit. Now, a brain aneurysm, for anybody not acquainted with the malady, is... Let me pause here and put on my Dr. Mikey lab coat. Oh, Dr. Mikey, what's nice. up? I passed the the doctoral responsibilities from Dr. Randy over to Dr. Mikey. Thank you. You know, Dr. Randy will come back, but well, yes, yes yeah. the torch always gets passed back to Dr. Randy. But. I appreciate that. And uh, the diagnosis is basically like a bomb going off in your fucking skull. That's how they actually label it in the in like the medical journals. Yeah, that's it's wow. a blood vessel that bursts in your brain, and the thing is. That's not how the brain is supposed to work, from yeah. my uh, medical understanding. Yeah, no, there's not supposed to be any blood up there in the brain. No. Well, and not outside. Not, of not the, outside not on outside the brain. The, yes. Yeah, going yes. through, yes, but not on. Y'all know what we mean. Roughly 60% of patients die in the event of a fully ruptured aneurysm. Yeah. It's the death sentence Jeez. for most people. And if you don't die, it can be a long road to recovery with the reality that it is capable of changing an individual's personality sometimes permanently. And that definitely appears to be the case with Tila Tequila. Because if you haven't been keeping up with the former MySpace queen over the past few years, and like I said, why would you? Well, she's basically become a Nazi. What? For real. And I don't mean that like some sort of like figure of speech or anything like that. She's a full-on fucking Nazi now. Don't believe me? Check out this greatest hits list of Tila Tequila's Nazi sympathizing. For a while, her Twitter bio, that is before she was booted from the platform, read, Alt-Reich Queen, literally Hitler. Ooh, that's kind of a bad look. She's shooting at our target. Yeah. yeah. Hitler's the litmus test for this show. Yeah, Yeah, you don't get much higher than that. Following uh, Trump's election in 2016, she attended the celebratory Richard Spencer organized Alt-Right National Policy Institute conference where she was pictured giving the Nazi salute and tweeted, Zeke Heil... With an accompanying picture. No. Hang on. Wow. So, all right. Let me soak this in. Yeah. Talk about the brain injury again. She had an aneurysm. Aneurysm. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it basically like blew a spark plug in her brain. 
Damn. And it was just and out of sent nowhere. her on a different path. To rehab? Well, it was, she had to go to rehab after the fact because she overdosed on drugs to try to kill herself, which apparently created an aneurysm situation. And then she's I've been sitting here right next to you for, for the best way. I had to get a rewind. That yeah. blew my mind. The Nazi? Mm-hmm. I never, man. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't do much deep diving on this before we started into it. I yeah. knew about Tila Tequila, but yeah, well, that's no. I mean, she's not really on the radar for most people. So when you <laughs> this, dig into this, this probably thing, put her off the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, it. So like I said, she attended that whole conference, and there was the infamous like Zeke Kyle, and they were, they 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 did they did it. They, they really did. did Everybody like the, the Zeke Kyle. You don't remember the shit? Richard Spencer saying Zeke Kyle. He said Heil Trump. Heil. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucked up, man. Jesus. Yeah, they were kind of like. Ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and get CNN to stop playing that footage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> they did not. They enjoyed playing that one over and over and over again because you were just like, what the fuck? But it's funny because, like, seemingly oblivious to the whole idea of ethno-nationalism espoused by the neo-Nazi movement, Tila said, quote, I think that's why I was also invited here because I bring a little bit more diversity to the movement. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah, I don't think that's play what they the want. Card, I guess play the cards you're dealt. Yeah, but man, damn it! Like this yeah. is taking a weird, weird yeah, twist. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I did not see that coming. Someone should hand her like the liner notes for the Nazi album. You know what I'm saying like, they don't want your ass there. No, they'll, they'll use you. They want you there to be like, yeah, see, propaganda. But they also want you to move to another part of the world so they don't have to coexist with you. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Plot twist. In December 2013, she posted a photoshopped image of herself on Facebook in front of Auschwitz with a Nazi armband and an SS cap on. She called herself Hatila and wrote a post called, quote, Why I Sympathize with Hitler, Part 1, in which she called him, quote, not a bad person as they have painted him out to be. Wow. Me and Randy are exchanging looks over here like, (laughs) wow. There's a lot to soak in right there. That's uh What's really interesting though is in Southeast Asia there's a big sort of like fandom for Hitler and Nazis. Why? There's is, actually what a, is there's that? a I don't know in Thailand there's a restaurant that literally has like a swastika as their um like symbol above yeah. the door like yeah, that's and their like McDonald's they, golden arches. Yeah, there's I I've stumbled down this like rabbit hole that like maybe a couple months back and there was even like a, I think it was a movie that was released by like the, the Thai government that was talking about how to be a good Thai citizen. And in it, there was a little boy that was in school and he was like, they were like, you know, blah, blah, blah. When he's painting a picture of Hitler. And this was. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's, it's, it's the on. most. What level of detail is he at? Because. Oh, you can tell that it's fucking Hitler in that picture. <laughs> uh, all right, he's no. drawing the mustache. He's painting the mustache. Oh, that's at really that all point. you need, right? You know, is the swastika like, and the mustache. Like, oh, I know who he is. There's right. the only reason I would possibly watch a public service announcement <laughs> by the Thai government is because this little motherfucker is painting Hitler. I don't know what this is. It's really a strange, like, cultural phenomenon, wow. especially in Thailand. That's crazy. I don't know if this is tied to it or not. Tied to it. Shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's there or not, but it it, it is strange. Like, That's, there is a... Yeah. There is... They, they love the Nazis or something. Not they. I'm not going to say, like, the Thai people. I'm saying that it's like... There is a, a faction of... Yeah, there's a fucking restaurant. Imagine going to Arby's instead of that stupid-ass hat. There's a fucking, <laughs> like, swastika, dude. Like, ugh. Uh, in 2015, she's booted off another reality TV show, Big Brother, for making statements uh, sympathetic to Nazis. She apologizes after she gets booted off the show, but then quickly retracts her apology shortly thereafter. 
the retraction of the apology is always kind of interesting. I'm super sorry about that. Can you please let me back on the show? No. Well, then fuck you. <laughs> I, re- that I retract. Yeah. Hitler ruled. <laughs> fuck you, big brother. Yeah, I don't know, man. There you go. It's interesting. Uh, on Hitler's birthday of 2016, she tweeted, quote, Happy birthday, mein Fuhrer, accompanied by a photoshopped image of her with Hitler and the hashtag soulmates as well as an image of herself with an SS hat, a Nazi armband, and a Hitler mustache. Wow. Then she posted a picture of her daughter on Instagram in which she styled her hair like Hitler's and even put a little toothbrush mustache up to complete the picture where she commented, hashtag baby Hitler. On her daughter. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That's what is weird? Yeah. And you know, it's uh, it's been a lot of this type of shit ever since. I don't know what to think here. I feel like we're talking about mental illness sparked by a legitimate fucking brain Brain hemorrhage. Yeah. But there it is. Tila Tequila, MySpace Queen, MindComp Fan, final scores. Wow. I did not see that coming. Um, (laughs) What a wild curveball you threw at us at the end. Yeah, Yeah. that is just, I mean, like. It all started in World War II, and then it all ends in World War II. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Oh wow! So um, yeah, I did not see the Nazi curveball at the end. Who would um, ever expect that? Yeah, no. And she I, was on like Tuner magazines, and next thing you know, she's like <laughs> thrown a Z Kyle next to Richard Spencer and shit. And that's uh, that's just sad. I mean, that, I mean, like, I really hope that is just the brain aneurysm and not just like the path that she's taking. I think it is. I mean, I mean, honestly, look, you can draw a line in the sand when this shit started, pretty much. Yeah. And then. It's honestly the other thing too is like the people that were at that conference that were like happy to take pictures with her and throwing that shit up. Yeah. Like, dude, you know, you know, I mean, maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know. But honestly, like nah. they'll fucking yeah. they'll fucking utilize anybody they can to get some fucking press and shit like that. That's the way everything is nowadays. So yeah, no, um, yeah, that that the ending throws a curveball for me. I did not expect that. Um, but I am going to contribute it to the aneurysm because you don't see a lot of that beforehand. And with the way that she would just kind of go off on tangents on MySpace, I think there would have been something that correlated somewhere in there. And somebody would have been like, look, this isn't just, you know, from this point on, this is something that she's always done. Well, and I didn't even get into the, to the fact, though, that at this point now she's saying that she was never gay and now gays are an abomination and all this shit like that. So she's, I mean, total fucking left wow, turn. She's flipped the script completely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she fried her brain. You know what I'm saying? A, a portion of her brain exploded in her head pretty much. You don't come back from that type of shit. I mean, yeah. I, if I did my normal thing where I got deep dive shit on this and was talking about like Phineas Gage, the guy back in the 19th century who got a fucking railroad tie blown through his blown head through and his then head. Yeah. changed his personality or whatever. Like this is what happens. Like like traumatic, traumatic brain injuries yeah. are but they change you, dude. And it just sucks that this is the direction that she went after yeah. that, you know, and that's and she's got a, a, a load of people that are like, come on into the camp, even though as soon as we get what we want, we're going to send you to the showers, girl. There's always wolves laying in the wake waiting for the sheep, you know, so. So, yeah, I'm going to attribute everything to the, the brain hemorrhage and just everything changing from that point. So I can only go from before that point on. And I think that she was just kind of one of those girls that was in the right place at the right time that was leveraging her MySpace success into a whole career and uh you know like you know kudos for her for doing it but i mean it's sad that it's like almost one of those like 80s 
ballads that you hear about the girl that goes out to Los Angeles and becomes a Nazi. It's <laughs> <laughs> a classic poison song. Classic poison. She was an Asian girl with an internet fan base and then she loved Hitler. Who knew that's what every rose has its thorn was it. uh, after. Every Asian is a Nazi. <laughs> so yeah, um uh, so that's the way I got to got to approach this is that, you know, this is just something that happened from that point on. So I don't think that there's really anything that in her life prior to that point that makes her an asshole. From what I've seen, I mm-hmm. think that she just saw an opportunity, jumped on it, and you know, good for her. A couple points off from her uh, for her grammar, but you know, that's uh, <laughs> hitting deep. <laughs> that's nothing really, uh, you know, here or there. So at the end of the day, I think. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to leave her where I had her off at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Tila Tequila a 4.5. I don't really think she's an asshole. I think she's somebody that kind of rode that fame train and um, just got chewed up in the process. And with the brain aneurysm, just really sent it just off into right field. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Alt right no. field. Alt right <laughs> field. <laughs> Deep in alt right field. And it's gone. Woo! Over the green monster. <laughs> So, uh, That's yeah, no. left field. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shows how much of a sports fan I am. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we ask uh, Randy a Marvel question. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you know what'll happen. <laughs> but yeah, end of the day, 4.5 for Tila Tequila. All right. Randy, what you got, brother? So, I mean, it really depends on have the depth of the psychological stuff that you want to get into mm-hmm. to kind of determine why this has happened one obviously the brain aneurysm is obviously what happened but really pre-brain aneurysm if what she said in those tweets were yeah pretty true like that is extremely tough as a kid and to be able to make it like it, it's actually more of a sad story dude i had to cut a lot of that shit out like yeah. there was so much in there but i was like i just got to kind of hit the highlights of your shitty fucking adolescence <laughs> i got to get the core of this yeah. post you know but uh i mean fuck for, it, it's like i said it's a sad story because yeah. you come from that you do become famous she mm-hmm. had her own tv show imagine the elation you get when they're like, oh, you've got your own show, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even without getting aborted with a hammer and fucking, uh, like having a brain aneurysm, it would be tough to like reach those levels and then get sort of discarded by, I don't know, by pop yeah, culture. That's right. like, 100%. You're yeah. a fucking nobody now. Where you used to be able to walk into a restaurant, get any table, and then all of a sudden you're walking in and nobody knows you. Or maybe they're just like taking pictures of you from a distance as it like, you know, kind of yeah, yeah. whenever you spill something on your shirt versus when you walk in the door. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So again, it, it's kind of a sad story. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, I don't think a lot of this is her being an asshole. Right. Definitely don't uh, <laughs> go with any of the fucking alt-right Hitler shit. No. So, obviously. but I do think it's going to count against her. So. My final Tila Tequila asshole score is a 5.75. 5.75, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I just, man, after reading all this stuff like that, like, you know, if you, on the surface level, you just read the headlines, you're like, she's like posing her baby as a fucking, as Hitler. You're like, oh my God, what a monster. But then like uh, Randy was talking about and like we've we've talked about earlier, like, dude, her upbringing was really rough, like really fucking ugly you know she made her way out of it or whatever using like the skill set she had which was that she was attractive she got famous really quick she handled fame like almost anybody at that age would 20 years old you're gonna go do some shit whatever you know whatever you're getting told people hey just do this show 
And then, of course, like I said, she I think she legitimately I feel bad for her because that I, I didn't dive into it much. But that relationship she had with Casey Johnson or whatever her name was seemed like pretty sincere. And then, like, she just died one day, like totally randomly, like unexpected. And that sort of, I think, sent her into a weird spiral, hence the drugs. And then you go to a fucking she's she wanted to be more than just, I think, a pretty girl. She wanted to be like a rock star. No and doubt. Then, well, yeah. I mean, you, and you hear that time and time again from a lot of the girls that are on Instagram that are like, you know, I really want to try and push something else. But, mm-hmm. you know, every time that I put a post up of my body, yep. I get 10,000 downloads. Sure. Anytime that I try and post anything other, it's like I get like 500 likes. Yeah, it's like a trap because <laughs> it's know? like if that's no one. Sex sells. Yeah. And nobody takes you seriously. Like it's, it's it happens a lot in like Hollywood. If you're like super attractive or whatever, it's tough for you to get like meaningful roles yeah because i like, would have a hard time out there honestly then yeah i mean it's, it's true. <laughs> if i was really serious about my acting career no, no, i mean it's it is tough you are you'd have to pick man. and choose man you know but i i mean honestly what it comes down to is and then i think that it spiraled out of control the drug shit happened and she had an overdose and and ended up having an aneurysm and then like you can see like i said it's so painfully obvious that this spin off into a Nazi is straight up from a fucking like yeah. TBI. Yeah. So, uh, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm going to, man, I, I don't know. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to leave her at 4.5. I was going to drop it down to four. Cause I don't even think she's really a bad person. But I don't know for sure. Maybe this Nazi shit is legitimate. Let's put it in perspective. Three to four is the normal person. Right. All of us are probably not a totally. All of us are probably on the closer end to a five. Yeah. Yeah. um, At times. So. um, So she's right. I mean, she's right around our age. She's probably right around our same asshole level. As long as she doesn't really believe in all of the Hitler stuff. But we don't know that. And that's the only thing. That's the kind of. I I think that's. I dinged her for it. You don't. So, yeah. Well, no, I think I think you brought up a valid point, so I will adjust because then there is that gray area. Maybe she is for real. A, cause, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the fucking charts at her medical charts. Maybe she didn't have aneurysm. Maybe that's bullshit. I think it did happen, but maybe I don't know. So I'm gonna go with a five. Go All with right. a five to to sort of like you know split the difference between y'all. All right, with a four point five from Buddy, a five point seven five from Randy, and a five point zero from Mikey. Tila Tequila's final asshole score is a 5.1. 5.1. All right. So just below Dr. Oz and DMX and just a little bit above Ty Cobb. Man, we got to revisit Ty Cobb. We probably do if uh, Tila Tequila. <laughs> he killed the guy. <laughs> I, I think that a little bit of that was also that like it was, was right after show. he died. That was our first show. That was our very first show. It was show. our very first show. And it wasn't oh, no. right after he died. I'm sorry. No, I was talking about DMX. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, if we yeah, keep DMX. on talking about DMX being kind of no, low. No, I was saying Ty Cobb. We might want to revisit Ty yeah, Cobb. Yeah, and we might want to revisit DMX. It was right after his death. And like I was feeling kind of sympathetic towards yeah. it. And I think I'd probably score him a little bit higher these days. Yeah. Close to the uh, Elizabeth Holmes, Jose Canseco category. I think that DMX would at least fall into the Jose Canseco category. Hmm. I don't know. As much as Kanye West, Kanye West is a six point one. Yeah, you think you would go that high with DMX? Maybe, maybe he did a lot of robberies. Yeah, no. Well, we'll have to revisit that for a later <laughs> date, I think. And maybe do that on a Patreon thing, and we can revisit. Do other a people. little rescores and yeah. yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Patreon, check it out. Whole new show that we're doing exclusively on Patreon is called Conspiracy Court. We take uh, some believable, some not so believable conspiracies and run them through the courtroom 
Just like we do on Asshole Court. The next one is, was the CIA selling drugs? That's right. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash AHC podcast. Shocker, they label us as explicit. No. So you've got to go in there and search Patreon.com slash AHC podcast. Check out the levels. Get cool shit. Get exclusive content. Ad-free shows. Voting power on future shows, which is really cool. Go check it out today. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Go check out all our social media. We absolutely appreciate all of our current Patreon subscribers. I had a great uh, little reaction to when we launched, so we appreciated that. Be kind to one another. We'll see you next time on Asshole Court. Yeah.